Welcome in, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Important Nonsense Podcast. Start sit. As always, Jason, that FF nerd, Draven, how you doing? Man, it's cold. That's what I got to say. It's cold. I don't like it. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those of you who don't live in the plains, uh, they're getting what I dealt with in the mountains last week, so you're welcome. Making his Important Nonsense Podcast debut, Mr. Jack Cavanaugh. Jack, how you doing? Uh, doing well. Um, I'm actually up in Canada, and we have yet to get any of that snow that Jason's complaining about, so it's actually pretty great up here. Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's working its way east. It's it's on its way. <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy it while it lasts, though. Exactly. Uh, the good news is behind it, it's going back to 75 out here. So, uh, Jack, before we dive in, uh, why don't you give the people a little bit of background on yourself, what you do for the site, what you do outside if you want, anything like that. So I write uh, draft content, and uh, not uh, the NFL draft, but uh, play draft, uh, draft.com. Uh, do a weekly uh, article for the uh, Important Nonsense, and I also did a uh, preseason article just on baseball strategy and the best way to run that. And outside of that, I work for PFF as a part-time analyst. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> just how many years playing fantasy? Uh, I started playing fantasy about eight, nine years ago. I started back in high school with just a bunch of buddies. I started running a league, and then don't since date then, yourself, Jack. Don't 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 make us feel old. Uh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> You're saying at the beginning of high school, right? not, yeah. not the end. <laughs> uh, all right, well, awesome. So yeah, and, and uh, just so everybody knows, because I'm going to give everybody social media handles here at the end again, but uh, where on social media and where can people get, get the advice besides obviously uh, through importantnonsense.com and our rankings and all that? So you can find me at at Javanaugh87, J-A-V-A-N-A-G-H-87 on Twitter and on Instagram. Are you on the Fantasy Life app too? I'm also on the Fantasy Life app, same handle. Yep. Sorry, just want to make sure everybody knew that. <laughs> exactly. And lurking silently in the background, running the soundboard today. Don't even clap for him, but just know that he'll make his presence known audioly with the drops. Mr. Steve Bonham. Give him a taste. <laughs> Dolly. Dolly. All right, guys. <laughs> Introductions in the books. Let's jump right into Thursday Night Football here. What a game. What an absolute boat race. Uh, I hope nobody <laughs> invested a huge amount of time <laughs> in that, unless you had some serious entertainment purposes only uh, on that game. That was the only reason to stay up and watch the end of that. Uh, at the half... Both team defenses had more points than players. I'm I'm just going to let that sit. Yeah, it's disgusting. I don't understand how that can even happen. And it surprised me that the Giants were actually able to do something on their defense. That's horrible, but I had to say it. <laughs> it was so surprising, but also the Patriots tackles just played awfully. They could just were terrible all night long and so you know brady held it just a bit too long on that strip sack and it was just over from there but other than that the golden tate touchdowns like, patriots clearly can't give up points other than on offense special teams or just the weird long play like they had against washington the week before just makes no sense whatsoever well they were able to shut down tate the second half i mean it was just that one long play he had all just, of it in the first. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's the way you have to do it. You have to get lucky on some sort of weird, long touchdown against the Patriots defense. It's their one blind spot. But then they always go and make the second half adjustments, which is how I account for the drop-off in Tate. They've clearly shifted their attention to focus more on him. The Gilmore and, effect? Uh, yeah, the Gilmore effect. Because, well, really, he was the only usable. Tate was the only usable giant in fantasy, as we discussed on Wednesday. He's really the only guy that we were recommending be in your lineup for them so it made sense that they tried to go to their best player in the first half but obviously yeah. wind was a factor and i know uh i know jason you wanted to get into that uh vis-a-vis -vis tom brady yeah man that thing was ugly i that one throw that he had edelman just racing towards the end zone and it flew into the giants awaiting arms and just i i just don't get it that one was ugly it, the whole they didn't go for it on, uh, they had to go to, for it on fourth down because they were too scared of having Nugent bunt one. <laughs> the wind was just so bad. Janoris Jenkins actually managed to look good in that game. So, you know, <laughs> that's how you know it was a factor. <laughs> you know what? 
That's really the analysis. There it is. Jack, thank you. All right, that's beautiful. And just one last stat from yesterday. Not only are the Patriots the number one defense in fantasy football by a comfortable margin, but in PPR, they have enough points to be, wait for it, QB7, RB5, wide receiver 7, and tight end number one by 3.4 points. It's just insanity. It's, it's an unsustainable clip. Would we not agree? Would you not try to trade the Patriots defense given that their schedule gets insanely more difficult about two weeks? Because exactly. they're done playing their cupcake games here pretty soon. You should absolutely story. trade any defense, any chance you get it. Uh, that's just a must do. And for the Patriots, if you can get a return, yeah, you got to do it. It depends on what you get to. I'm not going to just give it up for. Uh, no, 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 never no, sell no, low. I mean, <laughs> no, as we talk about on Wednesday, uh, you're paying for the product. You got to get people to pay for the production that's already happened, not for you know various. You can't just sell it for nothing. There's no just because it's a defense. You got to get something meaningful. But if I could get something meaningful at defense, I absolutely. If I can get a starting flex player, then I'm immediately making. Yeah, that I'm pretty interested in that. That's fair. If I, yeah, if I can get somebody that I can use at flex through the buys, especially and for the playoffs, that'd be ideal. If you haven't noticed, I stream quarterbacks and defenses. I do too. It's just so much easier. Can you uh, name it, who who the defense number two and number three are? Just out of curiosity. Forty ers is high up the page. I know that. Um, and then are the Buccaneers still up there? Because they were for early in the season. No, they dropped down. They ah. dropped, yeah. They, they get a lot of yards put up on them, which is the problem. Yep. Uh, 49ers are number two. You're 49ers is way up there. I'm just trying to think of who the other one would be. It's not the Bills, but it's it's something like the Bills. You're close. It's Yeah, I know. I, How I about had, the Bears? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, for those of you who played Tom Brady... Boy, you got bailed out. You like you got bailed out like you'll never get go buy lotto tickets. Two rushing touchdowns in one game. Ba ba ba. <laughs> it was either that or passing touchdowns, okay? Or you, just you the hatred under- for Sony Michelle. Just the unbridled <laughs> hatred of Sony Michelle that was on From four yards out. Game. Here he comes. <laughs> From just Brandon Bolden after Brandon Bolden and James White's out there and anybody. Rex Burkhead would have been out there on crutches before Sony Michelle was out there. It's it, it that was if you own Sony Michelle, how panicked are you? You shouldn't be. I mean, just because Ooh. it's not it's not cold yet. Okay, that's when they really like to use the running backs, and they will focus on Sony when it gets to that time when it's colder. I think well, they, they moving on from like week eleven on, he's going to be fine. He'll be the will, guy that you want. Will they focus on him though? Because Rex Burkhead's still there, and they just absolutely love getting him involved. And Brandon Bolden apparently, when Rex Burkhead <laughs> can't play, which I find fascinating. They both change of pace. It's one of those things that you go. Strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. I am I am out on Sony Michelle, and I will speak for the board off when I say that he has him rated similar to me. So, uh, if I can try and get Sony Michelle and get a usable piece like a an equivalent value, uh, I'd prefer to do that. I'd prefer to not be dealing. Yeah, you're right, Sony Michelle. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it depends on what you can get, I guess. But like, okay, I'll I'll do an upside play. What do you think about David Montgomery compared to Sonny Michelle? Prefer to David Montgomery rest of the season. Yeah, so would I. And see, I just, I I, I really think that Trubisky will end up starting to see he'll be able to pass more. It'll be a better offense. I just really? don't think that. Yeah, I'm. As I know. Who's watched every Bears game. I got to tell you, man. The uh, yeah. Okay. But even if that does happen, I think that all that does is help Montgomery. It just opens up the field of it for him because right yeah, now, really not a threat. Or Cohen, who he literally split snaps with last week. I mean, he's so going to split snaps with him in every game. That's what they do. <laughs> he's going to play. Cohen's going to play the slot. We've seen this. One's James White, and D- Montgomery is Sony Michelle, and I would much rather have Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jack, we're splitting this. We got to because we got to move. Jack and I. Jack and I see it won't. Uh, the nerd is over there uh, on the other side of it. Uh, Golden Tate, we kind of touched on it a second ago. Uh, any kind of uptick for you because of that game, or is it just a factor of there's literally no one else? As we mentioned, no one else played. I think he's by far the best wide receiver on that team, so that definitely wow. helps him. I hate Sterling Shepard. Yeah, Sh- Shepard's going to be out for a while too with concussions. This second one of the season, so it's that's Tate. my concern more than anything. Tate, Tate and Angram just are going to be eating up the middle of the field for the next little while. 
and it'll just help to have Saquon hopefully back soon and Ingram hopefully back. Okay. Makes it easier for him. All right. So you guys are in agreement. Golden Tate takes a little bit of uptake. I got to say, I think I'm, I think I'm there with you, especially given the Sterling Shepard news. Uh, Julian Edelman, uh, breaking news, still really good at football. Uh, really Hashtag good at football. Yep. Really talented. Really? If only there was some news outlet that was telling you he was a top 10 wide receiver this year. <sighs> yeah, that's right. We did that. Um, oh, so sorry. We didn't listen to you. It's all, it's all we do. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's no real news or analysis there. That's just a shameless self plug. Uh, so let's talk about the other the other uh, big Patriots news. Uh, Josh Gordon. Uh, today the news was it looks like he avoided a major knee injury, uh, which is always a bonus. But what does that do for either of the two of you, just in terms of his actual like kind of injury history, injury status? Yeah, that is the worry. I mean, I'm definitely nervous about it. He's not the clearly the healthiest player and has a lot of issues with any kind of pain control i I guess definitely don't love it especially you know they say he missed uh missed out on a serious injury but even then it still did look pretty nasty and you know they're saying it today but it it could uh miss it could be banged up the next little little while and it's just he hasn't looked good all season and now he's got this to deal with it's just not something i really want to keep getting involved with even though i have him everywhere (laughs) oh boy okay well Oh my God! Why? Thank you. Uh, so for me, yeah, I'd say he—he's always been injury prone. He was injury. People forget this amidst the suspensions, but he was injury prone when he was playing. So to me, that's not news, and for me, I bake it into the. So, um, would you be trying to trade him? I assume then, based on your responses. I mean, if I, I could get something out of him, I, if, if I, I could get something, obviously. Okay. But but right now, you're really not getting anything out of him. You know, he had I don't know. a really, really bad game. He hasn't really performed well this season. So, you know, you just kind of have to ride it out. And I think he's just, I'm going to stash him on my bench for the next little while and hope it eventually rebounds. Gotcha. Okay. That does make sense because it would be, you'd basically just be selling out at that point. It wouldn't even be, it wouldn't even barely be selling low. It would just be like cashing out. Can't get anything for him right now. Yeah. All right. Well, one last note. We talked about Golden Tate, obviously, being really like the only useful giant from Thursday. But is there anybody else we like? Let's assume that they're going to get Saquon back, Engram, uh, and Shepard at some point. But is there anybody else uh, on the Giants that, besides Golden Tate, that maybe we're overlooking? Uh, Darius Slayton is actually a, he's not a guy I uh, love or anything right now, but he's a name of interest. He's really the only vertical threat on that entire offense. You know, we've got two slot receivers in Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. Angram's just a big slot receiver. So we do have Slayton as that vertical el- element, but you know, you're basically just hoping uh, that he connects on a deep shot uh, for now. Other than that, there's really not a lot to like on this Giants offense. I, I co-signed most of that. Yeah, I was going to say I co-signed just about all that. Well, that was concise. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor. Um, one roster note. Uh, the Giants actually went out and signed Buck Allen today and waived Hilleman. The best signing in the week. Yeah, that's how little they thought of Hilleman's performance. So Buck Allen is now a Giant. Um, I do not view Buck Allen as something that I really want to roster, even in some sort of ridiculous 16-team league. Gallon is the definition of replaceable, so he's going to get you a solid four to six points a week, and if you are happy with that, great, but no thank you. Yeah, yeah, he'd have to fall into the end zone at some point, which I don't think he does. Uh, football preview. Well, that really wraps up center. Thursday night. Back to wing. Uh, Back to center. Man, center. I hope Holds we start it. getting some better Holds Thursday it. night. Holds oh. it. No, not bad <laughs> football. Uh, so let's break yeah, it down into the news. You just don't understand football. News. Good news, everyone. Extra, extra, read all about it. And stats. Nerd! You need to win. You play to win the game. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. Let's go right into quarterback, and we'll do tight end with quarterback just because there's no kicker news, and normally that in too. Uh, keep in mind, the Buffalo Bills, the Indianapolis Colts, the Chicago Bears, and the Oakland Raiders are all on bye. So you'll need to make other arrangements. 
Uh, or not. I'm actually just going to keep the <laughs> Bills defense for next week, and I'm going to hopefully be able to be saved by not having a tight end or defense, and my team will just carry me through this week. I'm being you know, ballsy. I never do this, but I'm in a really weird league, uh, and well, actually, we all are. It's the staff league, and because it's so crazy deep with 16 of us, I and the benches are so full of bleh. I actually just said, "Nah, I'll just keep the bills on my bench for one because they're so valuable. <laughs> I'm not throwing them back. I never do that. I never, ever do that. I never do it. And in this league, it's the one time. It's, it's so weird that the bills defense is it's so legit. I don't yeah. even want to throw it back. Well, so in the next four or five games are really great matchups. Just so an insane value. <laughs> yeah. If somebody had to throw them back because of, because of buys or whatever. Yeah. I want the bills defense as a streamer for the next like four weeks or so. Uh, oh, also just be in mind, obviously we've got, and this hurts the man, the myth, the legend, the hero, frankly, that America needs the living embodiment of Jacksonville. If he wasn't playing quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he'd be doing porn. Gardner Minshew. Hurt his groin. <sighs> he would. <laughs> doing porn. <clears throat> yeah. No, but like- no, that's slander. That's you have no, you, you have no, that we don't do that here, sir. <laughs> this is also a man who tried to break his own hand, though. So you know, if he's if he can survive <laughs> that, he he can survive a groin issue, whatever the issue is. How uh, has the Seki's not signed him? Oh, <laughs> well, they wanted him to do that that stretching video for that website for a million dollars and just his jockstrap, and it's really a shame that the CBA wouldn't allow him to take that money because I would I would that's what a great idea that would be. They need oh, to recreate that uh, old Joe Namath commercial just with Gardner Minshew. That's all I w- we need to see. <laughs> the world needs that. <laughs> Jack, I love it. You know what? Re- so write an email. Someone write that out. That's that. That can get made. We could make that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, speaking of of uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. People who hurt themselves with no. Oh, the people. Know. Yes, thank you. That is exactly the segue I was looking for. Gotcha. Expect to be without Chris Herndon who was running the obstacle course on the Jets practice field and somehow managed to hurt himself, was supposed to make his return this week. Make other arrangements if that was your uh, waiver wire flyer. Uh, And then Mason Rudolph, uh, who we saw get sandwiched last week in an absolutely brutal style. Uh, He is not going to make this game, and he is still in the concussion protocol. Would any of you like to take a stab at who is going to be starting for the Steelers? Elvin Hodge. Correct. Out of Samford, not Stanford. Samford. Isn't that the online school? <laughs> no, that's DeVry. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my oh yeah, that's DeVry. That's DeVry. That's... Or ITT Tech. I mean, take your pick. <laughs> so the Steelers have Andy Bernard starting from this week at quarterback. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Yasa and crew. Uh, all right. So, do you want any part of fantasy, Andy Bernard? No, I'm pretty much out on uh, the Steelers this week. Uh, you know, maybe you play James Whoa. Connor. There but, you go. Uh, have Have you uh, seen the Chargers defense right now? The five players that are on the other side of the field that just kind of stand there and hope. And he's really the only hope there. Jalen Samuels is out, so you basically are just hoping for 25 carries for James Connor. But outside of that, there's it's going to be tough. Hey, hey, there'll be some dump offs in there. Yeah, Juju right. will get something. Hey, no, Connor will catch like <laughs> dump off passes. He'll be, he'll be, you know, he'll have to. Juju can beat the safety, so he'll be fine. He'll probably score a touchdown. He's a good flex. Is that fair? Yeah, that, that's that's fair. I wouldn't expect right. that a lot from him, but yeah. Uh, so Connor, so play. Connor and Juju, no, no interest in Vance McDonald. Yeah, maybe that's it's, it's, it's like a, a barren wasteland. That's my point. I would Tight start end is him over Jordan Aikens, who I currently am starting in a league. Hey, so. See, there you go. Exactly. And hey, Jordan don't Aikens. hate on Aikens. All right. Into, we'll, we'll get into that here in a moment. You just, we're literally about to pivot into it, okay? <sighs> in fact, you know what? Now, since you made me do it, now we're pivoting into it. Now, no, don't even hit the drop. Don't even hit the drop. He ruined it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my button's not working. My buttons. <laughs> Jason. As we all know, <laughs> you're a monster. It's it's all it's all coming unglued. 
okay. Let's take bad. a look since it's since it's the buys and we've told you who to be, who you could expect to be without, and who you should be making up backup plans for. Let's help the people. Let's help the people. Jason, Jack, who should player? Who should people be looking at? Let's go through them. Quarterback's pretty easy. All right, I like the Miami versus the Redskins. So I like Rosen and I like Keenum. Yeah, both are viable options this week. They're just there's going to be points scored in that game. Just both teams are going to be trying to lose. It's it's going to be ugly, but great for fantasy. Hopefully, yeah. I think it's the toilet bowl game is what they're calling it. Right? Toilet bowl, tank bowl. That works too. I've heard tank bowl. Fantasy tickle fight of the week makes a retro appearance. Oh, Dolphins in the R's. Got to start a new streak as well. Oh, oh man. Uh, well, and then you have about- Jimmy GQ still and Kyle Allen, who I think will be in London. So if you're going to play him, you have to put him in like today. Pick Do not like. Do not like the early morning London game starts me myself, but I am a fan of uh, need a uh, I'm a fan of the rest of the list so far. And then there's one more, which is Sam Darnold, which I would consider the emergency option. Sam Darnold, yeah, he is playing the Cowboys, who their defense has been given up a little bit more lately. And speaking of the Cowboys, their receivers this week are just uh, wow. They play against the Jets. A great matchup. I'm all in on the Cowboys. All right, there you go. Perfect. Good little daily nugget right there. And, and then just end. a couple, just a couple, uh, couple uh, tight ends just to keep in mind. Uh, we Baron already Wasteland. touched on him. Barron Wasteland, Jordan Akins. Go Wayne. for it. Don't Jeremy know. Sprinkle. Do your, do your Jordan Akins. Do your Jordan Akins. Go for it. I know you like that, Jordan Akins. That's another high. Okay, that's another high scoring game. It should be high scoring. He's going to get targets. He will find the end zone. And and that's the part. That's where I start taking issue with your. <laughs> Your line of logic there, sir. You don't think he finds the end zone? Yeah, I don't think you could just say that definitively. Oh, he, no, not he, at all. Okay. If Darren Fells can score two touchdowns, then he certainly can as well. But, you know, you're, it's just kind of a crapshoot. You're just tossing up in the air. Trying, the, that's how I frame that. I mean, I can see Watkins having four rushing touchdowns. Just science. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so just to round it out, Jeff Swain we talked about on Wednesday, and then the man with the best name in football. Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle. Anybody liking the Sprinkle? One week, one week, one more week? Going back to the well? High-scoring game, man. I like it. You have to play him. This is going to be his week, and with Davis out. As long as Davis is out, yeah, uh, you kind of have to. Tight end is so bad anyways, you may as well take a a shot on the best name possible. (laughs) All right. All right, fair enough. Let's quick hit through the rest of this, because actually, weirdly, the majority of the news is at quarterback and tight end this week. Oh, shocking. Uh, keep in mind, now is the time to pick up your handcuff. Uh, if you haven't noticed, you... everybody's hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, going through that, I mean, Kamara popped up on the injury report today and very, well, yesterday, technically, but today he wasn't even at practice, which is suspicious. Look for an update on that on Saturday. Uh, I have a feeling we'll get some more news on that. Todd Gurley is listed as doubtful. Yep. That ain't good. Uh, great for Malcolm Brown, though. Sure is. Oh, sure is. Uh, yeah, Jack, but great, great call there. Against uh, the 49ers. That's a tough one. It is a tough one, but the volume should be there because he's going to be out there a ton. Maybe Henderson gets out there a little bit finally. Hey, 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 hey. Stop uh, that nonsense. <laughs> well, no, it's what I'm here to do. Important nonsense. <laughs> uh, Henderson is definitely important nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, David Johnson looks like he's going to play, but it's been real questionable all week. Game time decision. And, uh, and what's going on with Carson? That's a throw to one of you. Yeah, I want to say it was a thigh issue. So I don't think it's anything big, but he had a questionable tag, and it's just one of those things that you want to throw out there just in case. Yeah, I think it's the case. You need to have uh, his handcuff. (laughs) Okay. He should should be able to find him. He's probably going to play. Gotcha. Okay. As we mentioned, have your backup plans in place for David Johnson and Alvin Kamara. Uh, Kamara's probably too, it's probably, uh, Latavius Murray's probably still too highly rostered to do that so but if you can figure that out chase Edmonds for david uh david johnson uh i would have obviously we talked about malcolm brown in there for uh for todd Gurley, and really then it's just the last you know kind of run of handcuffs uh because so madison looks like johnson's out so you'll have chase Edmonds. i mean of course madison who no matter how cook does he's still going to play some so you'll have points there ito smith who 
always plays two, more of a passing down guy for the Falcons, uh, Kenyon Drake. And just for Steve, I had to put in Mark Walton. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, sir. I got pivoting, <laughs> pivoting to wide receiver. Uh, just things to keep in mind. Uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be a game time decision. He's looking to make his return. We'll see how that goes. I'd consider that a true game time decision. Uh, Marquise Brown is trending towards not playing for the first time this season with his ankle. Uh, Christian Kirk is a game time decision. Keep in mind, he missed last week. So we'll see. And then Kenny Stills is trying to return as well from the hamstring that sidelined him last week. Uh, I'd have a backup plan there given his injury history and just given uh, that they have other options that are still healthy. Um, and with uh, Kenny Stills potentially out, that's I expect another big game from Will Fuller. You know, he's probably probably really highly owned in your league. You're not going to be able to get him for cheap anywhere, but in, in daily, you can still get him for a decent price and expect just another shootout with the Chiefs. And you kind of have to rely on someone to score the points. And it might be DeAndre Hopkins, it might be Will Fuller, but you just have to buy into the Texans' offense. Higgins. <laughs> if you must. His, his, back, I had his, to. his go-to move is to whisper tight end names softly. This is like some sort of point. It's it's, it's, it's a running theme. It's what I have to, it's the I best analysis that money can buy. If you must, uh, but I, I agree with that. If uh, if indeed Kenny Stills is not playing, if Kenny Stills is playing, I'm less excited about frankly, because uh, I have a feeling they might all be out there, given how beat up various of them are. Uh, Sammy Watkins has already been ruled out. So go ahead and make your backup plan now. That should not be a surprise. He's been really questionable all week. Deshaun Jackson's going to miss yet another game. Jason, I hold you I know, responsible he's killing for this. Me. Dev- Devontae Adams, uh, what are we thinking here? Because he's he, this is pretty sketchy at this point. He's going to miss this week, and they're very, yeah. very shady with the timetable. And that's my issue, okay, because it's a turf toe injury, and it – I don't know how much you guys know about the science of this, but it, it really is painful. It's involving the your toe planting into the turf and actually extending the tendon that's right there or ligament. And so the long term is it's three to, I would say, six weeks. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to the six-week mark than the three-week mark. And that's something to keep in mind. So make sure you have like MVS or Allison for that time being. And all I've heard from Adam so far is that all he can say is it just doesn't feel right. He's not himself. And it's just not something that I'm really enjoying right now. I have him a couple leagues and I think he's going to be out for at least two, three. I wouldn't be surprised if it was on this uh, closer to the six end as well. No, that's absolutely brutal. All right. Well, we'll check back in on that as we have more news. And then finally, AJ Green returns to limited practice. Yes. Oh, all the people that own AJ Green rejoice. So yeah, keep that in mind. And they came out today saying he won't be traded. <laughs> yes. Also shocked. That is amazing. That is an amazing Bengals thing to do. I uh, mean, I'm surprised he's not going to the Patriots because everybody has to donate to them at some. Not point. yet. Not yet. Keep it. Keep <laughs> that. Keep that candle burning, though. Uh, finally, just a couple wide receivers just to be aware of. Uh, Dante Pettis. Uh, is a good one. Um, Byron Pringle, uh, second best name behind Jeremy Sprinkle. Uh, they should be buddy cops. And, Once you stop. Yeah. <laughs> watch that show on Netflix, absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely a Netflix original. Um, uh, Paul Richardson uh, is an absolutely good one, especially with McLaurin kind of falling back to earth and being a little bit beat up. Uh, Preston Williams, who everybody on this show loves. Oh, what a great matchup he has this week against the DeRs with their depleted and terrible defense. Oh, he almost uh, said it. I I always come close to saying it. Usually I catch it though in time, and I I did it for two years straight till the last week. Uh, Willie Sneed, uh, perennial uh, returner on this show. We always recommend Willie Sneed as like some sort of pickup. It seems especially through the buys, and he always seems to bail us out. And then finally, what do you guys like about Miles Boykin? Because I was surprised to see him on this list. I had to throw him on there. I mean, just because of the Brown being out, I I he's going to see targets. He's and, second on the, the Ravens in end zone throws right now. So he's seen second only to uh, Marquise Brown. So he, at least he's getting used in the red zone. Kind of, he's not running as many routes as I'd like to see. But with Brown out, you know, we could see an uptick there, which would be something to like on a big size speed freak out of Notre Dame. So there's still potential there. All right. Fair enough. 
Well, it's time for what everybody came here for. Let's help them set their lineups. It's time for Trust or Bust. Trust me. Trust? I'm asking you to trust me. Or Bust. You make any kind of mistake and boom. Players to start. Is that a fish you can trust or what? Trust your instincts. Players that should sit. Go ahead and take a seat. Take a seat right over there. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Helping you set your lineup. Don't make the same mistake I made. To win your week. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. And remember, don't trust anyone over 30! That's right, everybody's favorite segment on a Friday. Let's get right into it. Quarterback, who do we trust? Who are you liking, Jason? I told you guys earlier, man, and he's been so consistent. I love Gardner Minshew. He's he's just too consistent. He has too many options to throw to. They are able to change it up with Fournette back there, and it just he's a monster. Everybody loves a mustache. You have to get on with the mania and just keep going. And then uh, I also have Kyle, Kyle Allen. That early morning game in London against the team that literally gives up the most points to quarterbacks. Yeah, I think I'm okay playing him this week. Jack, what do you think about any of that? I'm also in on Gardner Minshew. You know, people talk about Marshawn Lattimore being in the game. Marcus Williams, Saints have a really talented secondary, but Gardner Minshew does not care. He's going to make those tight window throws anyways, and it's either going to pan out and he's going to have a really good day, or he's going to have a so-so day and he's going to float a couple that get picked off. But, you know, I do like the upside with Minshew in that game. I absolutely love him as a streamer uh, for the next three weeks, as I was talking about on Wednesday. Uh, if you can go hold on to him for the next three weeks, assuming he plays, obviously, that is absolutely who I want to want to be streaming for a short period of time if I have to, if I have Cam Newton, if I'm waiting for Drew Brees to come back, and I've been kind of just rotating. Uh, Minshew is who I want, again, assuming he plays. Uh, what do you think about Kyle Allen, Jack? Uh, so Kyle Allen, he's got really talented receivers, and the Bucks defense is giving up a lot of yards and a lot of points. So I do like Kyle Allen quite a bit for uh, in London, too. It's always a weird game. Never know what's going to happen. So just hope that he has a couple of dump-offs that get uh, taken to the house by McCaffrey and company. <laughs> that is the way I feel it's going to have to happen. I actually have Kyle Allen at 19, mostly because that early morning London game scares me. Not a fan of playing, guys, if I can avoid it. Not named Christian McCaffrey. Uh, in that one, if you if you got Christian McCaffrey, you're playing Christian McCaffrey. Basically, come on. Uh, well, what fair, about they both? Uh, more and Samuel ha- average seven targets a game, and I think that's going to be enough to be effective. All right. What about busts, though? Let's get into who who should we avoid? Man, I'm worried about Carson Wentz this week going against the Vikings D. Um, I don't trust Jeffrey. He always has a questionable tag. I don't know why Aguilar's even out there. He really only is going to be able to throw to Ertz. And the Vikings are going to be able to contain Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. I I just, I don't see this game going well for them. If anything, it's, and they have a bad secondary. So it's going to be horrible. They're going to be able to, the Vikings are going to be able to pass on them. And it's just not ideal situation for Wentz to try and get anything done without causing an interception or too many mishaps, in my opinion. I'm a bit worried about Wentz in this one, too. Uh, the Vikings have a strong defense. They have a really strong pass rush. Secondary, and, you know, Xavier Rhodes is going to be matched up on Alshon Jeffrey. And Xavier Rhodes, he's kind of a bit up and down. But Alshon Jeffrey is just a big physical guy that Rhodes at, can actually play against because he's someone that's actually slower than Xavier Rhodes, if that's possible at receiver. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I don't. I really don't know who he's going to be throwing to. And, you know, maybe he gets a couple dump-offs to Howard and Miles Sanders. But I don't really know how he's going to get this one going. See, I'm, I'm a little bit less worried than the two of you, and, and I'll tell you why. It's because I think the Vikings defense is just a little bit overrated. So I'm, I'm just a little bit not sold on that, on that narrative completely. I think they will be able to find some stuff with Ertz, especially. That's how I think this works. And then Godair is going to play as well. So if they have to, I feel like they'll just spend the day attacking the middle of the field. And yes, but I do agree with your general premise that the, uh, the, it's going to be difficult to run the ball. So we'll see how that one works out. But I'm a little bit less nervous about it than the two of you are. Let's pivot on into running back, though. Because this is where this is where it gets really interesting. You got some you got some interesting names on this week. Take it away, Jason. I know, man. I went really deep on this one. Huh. It's great plays in da- uh, daily, for sure. Um, and a lot of people are going to play them in the same game. 
Kenyon Drake and Adrian Peterson. I know it's risky with Drake, but I think he's going to be a lot of their offense. And don't know if you guys know this, but the Washington Redskins are not a good defense or not good at football. I don't, maybe should they be in the XFL? That might be an option. But I think, of course, Adrian Peterson, he's shown all the talent in the world. He's getting older, but even last year, he was able to break off a run for 86 yards and a touchdown. And that is all you really need against this Miami, who, oh, wait, also does not have a good defense. Oh, well, and Adrian Peterson said coming into the season that his goal is still 2,000 yards, and all he needs to do, get uh, all he needs to hit that is 1,892 yards. Only needs 172 yards a game, so I'm taking the over on this one. He's going to hit at least 250 in this one. <laughs> Not only with the daily hits, but with the prop bets. All right, so in Vegas, there you go, because I'm betting you can get a good number on that. AP puts up 200. <laughs> AP over 175. I'm guessing you can get some really good odds on. So. There you go. The official prop bet of the week. That important nonsense. Do not Contact blame your me local book. Not pan out. <laughs> I, I take What's no credit for that. Handle again. Uh, <laughs> at Javna eighty seven. Shouldn't have actually said it. Director shouldn't have actually there. said it. That's a rookie Director move. complaints there. That's a rookie mistake. Should never give them the opening to attack you twice. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm with you on this AP thing to a point, but I'm a little ma- I'm made nervous by it, uh, by the idea that, well, both of these teams are really, really poor. So I could see a scenario where this actually gets competitive. And then Chris Thompson actually kind of vultures some of what Adrian Peterson could be doing if it, the game actually went in the more traditional fashion, where the R's actually are a professional football team at this point that is theoretically trying to win games, right? Whereas Miami is literally open tank. It's, it's open tanking. They're starting guys that probably shouldn't even be playing in the NFL. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the whole thing kind of makes me nervous a little bit. If you really want to know, it's this tickle. These tickle fight games sometimes don't go the way that we think they will, just because. Like I could also see Kenyon Drake having a decent day in terms of having like 50 yards, and it just doesn't get in the end zone at any point. It just doesn't. That's why I agree with this is a big risk because I see the upside and I see the projections, but I don't want to throw too much cold water on it. But both of those, I, I make me a little bit nervous. Um, in terms of busts, though, what are we thinking? Who are we avoiding this week? I see, I see, I see one name that has been on this list every week. From I know. The start of you know the why? Well, no, we all know why. We've heard the narrative forty-eight <laughs> times, so why don't? And it continues go, to work out for me. Okay, I'm going to keep <laughs> riding this train. But all right, let's go back it. to the well. Here we go. There it is. I have to, it, especially without Ross, man, they can't do anything. And with Ross being out the past two games, he's averaging under two. Wait, you're telling me that people were wrong to go spend $50 on Auden Tate just because he has a job in the NFL? Well, he, he's really big. Does that count yeah. for something? Well, no, if you only there was some that. news outlet that was telling you to not invest in Auden Tate. Catch radius is ma- uh, massive, though. Exactly. Being tall. It doesn't it matter if the ball's not anywhere near you. Like, I've seen the metrics on, they used to do on Roddy White when he could literally jump across an entire garage, like a standard two-guard garage. He had that kind of leap. But it didn't matter when they were throwing the ball seven yards away from it. Makes no difference. Yeah, and then, I mean, Jordan Howard, man. I brought it up earlier. I don't trust him. I don't. Everybody's really high on him, and I get it. He's going to be that uh, red zone guy. They don't want Sanders there. And against the Vikings, run D, I'm, I'm not a fan. And so I'm pivoting away from him, if at all possible. I don't have Jordan Howard anywhere, and I'm really avoiding him. I'm a big Miles Sanders guy, and I'm also out on him for the week. You know, maybe he takes a, a dump off and he gets a little something off of it. Same thing could happen with Howard. But other than that, I really don't expect a lot from either of them. Well, with Howard, it's the bunny touchdown. It's the one-yard red zone bunny touchdown, I think, that Jason's referring to, because that could really make the difference for you. Because it could turn, like, a 6 into a into a 12 really quickly, and then all of a sudden, it or makes it stay worthwhile. I think that's the... Yeah, or you just eat your 6, and you get your 60 yards, and that's it. So, no, I agree with you. It's whether or not... That call is based around whether or not you think Jordan Howard scores a touchdown. So, if you don't think Jordan Howard's going to score a touchdown, then then that's your that's your analysis right there. I, I am... Uh, I am concerned that Jordan Howard may actually score a touchdown. <laughs> that's, that's the that's the concern that I have because it only takes a little bunny touchdown. But at the same time, uh, I don't have him particularly highly rated either. 
uh, yeah, I have him actually as I have him normally. He's been kind of coming in. I have him like in the flex territory this week because I can see how you could get stuck with Either him way. at this point. So yeah, with all the bias, like I understand you know, that. But like that's that's kind of where he ends up. So I would much uh, rather play Brown or Edmonds or Edo Smith or any of the handcuffs at this. point. Well, I mean, if that's that's assuming that obviously that the actual person that they're the handcuff for is not playing, correct? You're not saying. If David Johnson somehow is playing this game, you're not going to play Chase Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, that, yeah, that's fair. Right. But I, Edo Smith, I would play over Howard, <laughs> mostly because they are playing the Cardinal. So. <laughs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, now I'm trying to look and see where I have Edo Smith ranked because I don't think I agree with it. Yeah, I do not agree with that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, All it takes is a touchdown. Just remember, Jack. That. Jack, what do you think? Where, where are you, Jack? I'm sorry. Come back to me. Jack. Where where, do you, where are you with that? Com- I want I want your input on that real quick. I, quick I'm going to go with no touchdown for Jordan Howard. So I'm yeah I'm out on no I, I, okay that's fair that's good that's good but I meant specifically Edo Smith over Jordan oh, Howard where sorry uh yeah no I would go Edo Smith over Jordan Howard this week wow. Cardinals Cardinals can't stop anyone PPR man all right keep that in mind Edo all Smith right. is somehow the goal line back too in some weird world we live in stop it that is that that is that is the truth of the matter and it is a weird world. I hate it so much. <laughs> Oh man, he's not free. He's locked up. He is not a free man. Uh, Okay. On the breaking news that that F Nefner hates the world. uh, Let's get into wide receiver trusts. Let's get into, let's do trusts first. Maybe we can find something to believe in. All right, man. So I already mentioned Minshew. I think that uh, shark has an issue this week with the Saints D and it's going to be a DD Westbrook game. You know, he's second in targets on the team, eight receptions, for 6.4 yards per catch. I, I really like his chances. He's getting great looks in the red zone. It just is going, I think he's going to really explode this week and it'll be a huge game for him. And then, uh, brought it up a second ago. Muhammad Sanu, man. I think he is doing very well. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Clap yourself, slap yourself on the back a couple times. It's really Everybody good. loves Muhammad Sanu now. Everybody get on the Muhammad train now. Yeah, some of us were here before. I know. 30 targets, 24 receptions, 7.5 yards per target. Really like him. This game is going to be crazy. Another high-scoring one. I would not be surprised if everybody scores. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised either, actually, if in that game. That secondary is ugly. So, um... And then on the other side, Christian Kirk. If he is healthy, he will be a solid play. I mean, I love Larry this week, but if Christian Kirk is healthy to be able to even excel him forward, he's going to be an awesome option with 20 receptions and 8.4 yards per target. Like, he's, he'll be okay if he goes. One of those things. And, of course, I brought him up earlier. Preston Williams, he's the most targeted receiver on the Dolphins. Has 30 times. Granted, only has caught 15 of them, but it's averaging 6.7 yards per catch. I, I, I don't understand. This game is going to be what I expect to be one of the higher scoring games, too. I so, mean, you're welcome, America. We were yeah. talking about Preston Williams in the preseason, and nobody cared. And we were saying, he's going to be the number one on the Dolphins. Yeah, and here we are. It took This five is the weeks. week that it matters. <laughs> yep, and now this is the one week it matters, for real. Especially in daily. Jack, what do you? Where do you land on some of those? Uh, so I really like D.D. Westbrook this week too. I'm not out on Shark. I think he does get Lattimore this week, but Gardner's just going to throw it up anyways. But the thing about Westbrook is he gets P.J. Williams, and I want anyone that's playing lining up against P.J. Williams. We just saw what Chris Godwin did to P.J. Williams, and yes, we did. Yeah, D.D. Westbrook could be in line for not quite Chris Godwin levels. Let's let's temper the expectations there. But I do like D.D. Westbrook quite a bit this week there. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, he's just Mohamed Sanu. He's consistent. He's going to be great every week. And I'm constantly adding and dropping him from my fantasy team because, you know, he's the guy that's going to get you 60, 90 yards, maybe a touchdown, maybe not. And perfect flex guy. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Mohamed Sanu is, is just such a hot button on this show because he just, everybody wants to write him off just for dead. And every year we're like, no, he, every year he's a PPR player he ends up in that wide receiver three grab bag every year and people are like oh hey he's still playing football it's 
like, okay, I don't know what I have to do. Uh, so who don't who don't we like? Who who should everybody fade? I know we had talked about DJ Chark, so I know that's going to be that's yeah, no, going to be risky. a component. Like he's like uh, Jack said, he gets Lattimore, makes me worried. I think yeah, Jack gonna... and I disagree with this, by the way. So we'll save that analysis right now. I'm not fading DJ Chark this week just because of the Saints. I know, but the Saints have also stepped up. It's one of those things I'd much rather prefer a different player. Example: D.D. Westbrook being that other player in that game, and then. Man, brought it up earlier. Alshon Jeffrey, that questionable tag, only been targeted 17 times. Granted, he was out first a couple games. He's caught nine of them and averages 5.3 yards per catch. Also, only has 12% target share. Granted, I know he's been out, but Ertz is going to be the one who gets the targets. It, they're going to feed it to him. It And I just I don't see the game going well, and so I don't believe in Jeffrey. If he, again, it's going to be one of those things a busted play or a touchdown that saves his day. And I'm not going to risk that at all. This podcast historically does not believe in Alshon Jeffrey. So we're, we're not even going to really go. through. Yay. That. Right on brand. Yeah, we're really not exactly right on brand. Really not going to go through that because we got to do tight end. And then this is always this time of year. This is always the shortest part of the show. Cause it is. Did we mention that it's a barren wasteland? Cause it's a barren wasteland. So if anybody, who could you even trust this week? Who, who Every I man. ask you have to, I'm the Rams are not the defense that they were. So they are going to have to pass the ball. I am worried about this game. The 49ers are good. I think this is going to be a solid play for you. He division game, of course, division game, you know, but 25 targets, 17 receptions, 8.6 yards per catch. That's pretty solid. And they said that they want to keep him involved. And I mean, if cooks is out, his value just goes up because he gets more targets. So I, I see it going, you know, decent for him. And I know this isn't fair, but right now, Hunter Henry might be out there and you should try and grab him because it, they're training towards playing. I know. Last I'm chance. risking it, man. This if he's it, there, chance. I want him so bad. Yeah. Last chance, by the way, on that, on your waiver wire pickup. And I've got Everett as a start. Again, barren wasteland. Uh, Jack, I assume you've got Gerald Everett as a start as well or somewhere I've- in that. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's tight end. Like you said, it's a barren wasteland. Gerald Everett gets a couple targets. And yep. unless unless the coaches magically decide that Tyler Higby needs to get back into the offense, which I think we've kind of proved that they don't really need that. I think that Gerald Everett's going to be fine for the on Sunday. No, I think you're I think you're both spot on there. Uh, barren wasteland. Uh, <laughs> so who are we not trusting in the barren wasteland? Keep in mind to get not trusted in this is so difficult. I do this PSA every year. To be a bust at tight end is like to... really hard. Is like because we don't conclude injury. You know what I mean? Like so, you have to be. I can only think of two, and you happen yeah. to have one of them. Like, Perfect. It worked out great for me. But it's OJ Howard because you know what? He's not getting targeted. Braid is getting more work, and it's London. Like I don't. I see Godwin playing his game and being just fine, and then Evans occasionally getting a target. So I don't. I don't trust him. I don't like it. I don't know why everybody was so high. He's coming down, clearly. Everybody's starting to drop him and asking me every week, oh, Howard or this person? It's always going to be that other person. <laughs> like, I don't right. care who it is. <laughs> well, we already waved goodbye to OJ Howard like two weeks ago on the podcast, so we're not going to do that again. Jack, do you have any hope of OJ Howard turning this around? I have slight hope. I did hear that uh, his offensive coordinator said his time is coming. So I'm hoping that after that uh, one-handed grab he made at the baseball game the other day, maybe that changes things around. <laughs> the but only no. connection him and he, he has is catching that one catch uh, in the past four weeks. Okay, exactly. So they're not you know, that- counting that catch on Sunday. Okay, it didn't count during the game. So no. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the only hope I have though. Yeah. yeah. They're he's, not he's hard, hard to trust. There's outside hope, but yeah, really no. He's Howard's kind of dead for the year. All right. Well, that's the other one that I was thinking of, by the way, because I know everybody wanted to know was uh was uh Kyle Rudolph. Um, but why kick people when they're down? Except for right there. I can't wah, wah. Uh, Kyle Rudolph has already so. kicked me in fantasy for so many years that that's why I did that, because I've lost like probably 10 fantasy games over the last three years to Kyle Rudolph catches a touchdown for no reason. Uh, anyway, I feel better. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the last category is always defense. It's the most unloved category. I think, well, maybe tight end, but 
We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta help all everybody like us, Jason, that streams the defenses. Because uh, that's, come on, why would you want to pay for a defense? Yeah, I'm not paying up for a defense. And so this week, oh, I've seen it a lot of spots, but the Seahawks, okay, they're getting the Browns. I know, hard to say, but Mayfield is struggling. They are 17th against the quarterback. They get 13th most points to running backs. So Chubb should have a good game here, but they're five. Fifth best against Fife. Fife. Oh my gosh. Nice. I'm working on it. Okay. I can speak sometimes. And it's Friday going into the weekend. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Eighth most points to tight ends. So they don't have a tight end. So it's going to be Landry. He should eat this game. That's the only way they're going to move in the middle of the field. So I guess you could probably play gay here. But it's one of those things that I just think the Seahawks will cause Mayfield to turn it over and give him too much pressure and he's going to have a bad day. So I like the Seahawks D and then the Broncos because this game is ugly. Broncos versus Titans. They give the second fewest points to quarterback. Don't know if you know this, but Marcus Mariota, not good at football. Ninth most points to the running back. So Henry will be okay. Hashtag analysis. I have to, man. Uh... Third fewest to wide receiver and seventh fewest to tight end. I'm yeah, this game's going to be ugly. I would not be surprised if it is in the teens only. Yikes. I have the Titans defense at six this week, so I'm I'm right there uh, in that game being just ugly. So <laughs> No belief in Flacco? Never. I also <laughs> I, I also uh, I also live in Denver, as I've pointed out many times on this show, and I get my Broncos information straight from the source through the pipeline. And uh yeah, it's not going well over there. <laughs> don't let that don't let that game that they managed to steal from you uh, on Sunday fool about uh, where the Broncos truly are at. Everybody's uh, hurt. Have, it's fine. Look, uh, they are. No chub really hurts it. I do have the Broncos at ten. That was going to be my second side of that coin. So I'm playing both defenses in that game right. if it's me. So That's Jack, how, how do you how do you feel about uh, about that game and about any of those calls? I do like the Seahawks this week as well, uh, mostly because of the Browns tackles. They're just not getting any better at all. So we've got Clowney on one side, and then on the other side we have uh, uh, Ziggy Ansah. And so that's going to cause some problems for the Browns. Baker's going to need to try and get the ball out quick, and and that's kind of just up in the air. We've really seen Baker struggle with pressure uh, so far this year. Not really expecting a lot out of him if those two get going. And for the Broncos, yeah, Marcus Mariota is not good at football. Then I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it works well, out well when, for us. Well, when they're when they're talking about replacing you in the preseason with Ryan Tannehill, it's it, <sighs> it does it does put up some very serious red flags. Uh, in terms of defenses, I would have added to trust uh, the Packers. Uh, is one I have pretty highly rated. I understand that they're playing uh, against the Lions, who should in theory be able to move the ball, but the Packers' defense has actually been doing. So, On that same um, point, I actually like the Lions as like a real streamer. I know it's terrifying to do, but they oh, have, they're coming off the horrifying. bye. Okay, I can't I can't no. co-sign the Lions. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't, I won't, I won't do that. I would rather pick up the R's and pray that Miami does Miami things and I end up with a also, decent number. More importantly, Adams is probably out. So that's another issue that I see and why I kind of I'm okay with if you really need to, there's nothing else there. You're in a 16 team league. You can probably pick up the lions. Okay. Maybe in a 16 team league where I had literally no other options, but still I'm looking long and hard at our, our defense rankings at importantnonsense.com to see if there's literally anything else before I have the lions at like 22. I'm not interested. Jack, what do you think about the lions? You good? Are you good with that as a one time? I, I, if you're really desperate, yeah, they do. Ha- they do have a set great secondary, and Darius uh, Slay might be back this week, so but he'll be the on. Lions. A- They're going to do Lions things in a division game. Their defense. I, I, I speak to you as have- someone who has a lot of experience with this. <laughs> They've beaten the Packers the last couple times, though. So you know, it doesn't mean they won't. Over- it doesn't mean they won't give up forty points in the process. They might all win the game the- on some sort of ridiculous Matthew Stafford last-second comeback drive, but they might have given up forty points. I, I'm, I'm terrified of that. I'll hope uh, it's not lost for Matt Patricia's unit. No, don't. No, we're leaving that in. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. And we're moving on to busts. That's it. That's the best thing ever. Uh, so let's see here. Who, who, who are we avoiding? Who are we fading? You, oh, I see you're going back to the... Oh, I, I hold on. To. I got to take my victory lap, though. Neil in America last week with the defensive oh call of the year. Oh, the Eagles. 
That being said, I probably wouldn't want to play him this week either. So continue. <laughs> hey, <laughs> got him at everybody's high on him from last week. Hey, from last week. That was last week. I got him at 16 this week. Times move fast in the defense world. You hear? Yeah, things change quickly. Yeah, whatever. They give up 20.5 points to the quarterback, 17.1 to the running back, 41 points to wide receivers. And they're playing Minnesota, who has a decent running back, but at the same point, that's their strong suit, so I can see them using Thielen and Diggs might actually be viable this week and usable. And so I, I see them being able to handle them and just get out of Minnesota's way because they're going to truck through. And then the Rams, again, another team that has been sloping downwards, but for some reason too many people were starting them this week. I don't want any part of the this week against the 49ers who are trying to stay undefeated. So just keep that in mind. They're giving up 23.9 points to the quarterback, 20.3 points to the running back, 39.7 points to the wide receiver, and 12 points to the tight end. Pretty similar. It's crazy. They're not good at being defenses this year compared to last year. I don't know what happened to them, but maybe they just got too big ahead from how successful they were last week. All right. Well, I co-sign literally all of that. I have them, the Eagles and the Rams at 16 and 17, respectively. So. I'm good with all of it. Uh, Jack, is there anybody that, do you agree with any of that? Is there anybody you want to fade as we kind of roll on into the weekend here? Pretty much agree with all of that. The only thing I'll add on the Eagles is there's two ways it could go is one way is their secondary is absolutely shredded by Thielen and Diggs. But the other way is Garrett Bradbury is just going to, might have his soul stolen by Fletcher Cox. I'm really worried about that. So <laughs> Kirk, th- there is the uh, the chance that Kirk Cousins just gets throws a couple of lame ducks when he's getting bull rushed up the middle. But yeah, I'm really not in on the Eagles secondary, so they're kind of a middle of the pack for me. They are incredibly porous. Yeah, I've got them right in the middle as well. The only one I'd say that's on my list is uh, Houston Texans. If you've been rolling with them, a lot of people have. They've been kind of up and down. Make other arrangements, obviously, against Kansas City. I shouldn't have to be saying that. Do not. You don't need to worry about like stashing them. You can just cut them and start streaming. So. Any parting, any parting thoughts, gentlemen, as we get everybody set for the weekend here? Man, I'm just ready for a nice cold drink because it is cold here, and that's what I want. I want to relax and have a good weekend. He wants cold drinks in the cold. Yes. What a I weird... Hate, I don't weird understand why flex. people... Well, that's just weird like, a lot flex, of people just okay. drink them lukewarm, and I don't understand that. I want a frosty cold beverage of any kind. Who wants lukewarm? I want hot coffee. Hot coffee. Black. Ugh. The greatest thing ever. No, I don't even like hot chocolate. I'll drink it. Well, you're fine. It's warm, but no. This is the last show ever. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Tuning in. <laughs> Jack, oh. do you also want to be fired? <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would like to not be fired if I have a choice in that. It is up to you, but I would prefer to uh, not be fired. No, I'm not actually firing anybody. I've never fired anybody. in coffee, however wrong name. This this is America, okay? Everybody is entitled to their wrong opinions, all right? Everybody. Because when I say country music is not music, a lot of people get really mad at me. And see, now I've stepped in it already. See? Uh. See? Exactly. See? And this is why, that's, that's my hot coffee take. Right? And then people get really mad. So, anyway, this has been the Friday Start Sit edition of Important Nonsense. Getting you set with your lineups for the weekend. <clears throat> with me. As always, Jason, that FF nerd Draven, <laughs> at underscore that, I'm sorry, that underscore, at that FF nerd on like every social media platform that you could ever do. And uh, Jack, I butcher yours every time. So one more time for the people, where can they find you? Javana87, so that's at J-A-V-A-N-A-G-H 87 on Twitter, at that F- or the FF Life app, and on Instagram. And I'm sorry about what I did to you last week in the staff. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I forgive you. Last week was a rough week for me in general in fantasy. So, Well, I, I wouldn't normally apologize, but I only won people because Christian McCaffrey put up 47.7 points. And anytime anything like that happens, it's like, yeah. that. I've... And we'll give it up one more time for the man behind the glass today, Steve Bonham. Woo! I was hoping for the horns. But you know what? That's even better. We'll catch you on Wednesday. (laughs) Until then, keep up the nonsense. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, 
and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on ImportantNonsense.com.